Hello, and welcome to A Girl in Sweaty Spandex. I'm Lauren Treslow, and I'm here to be real and break down the impossible standards of women while turning up the positivity and self-love. Today, I want to dive into the weeds. Let's talk about the weeds, y'all. My good friend Chris told me this years ago when I was having a tough day, she said, water your flowers and not your weeds. And that stuck with me. It is, it's a powerful kind of mantra to remind ourselves of who we're surrounding ourselves with. And I really took it to heart. And so I wanted to talk about it today because when I asked y'all what you wanted to talk about, this was one of them. This was one of the questions, and it came up a few times. The weeds, how do you get rid of your weeds? What's the best scenario? And listen, I, I don't know all the answers. I'm just going to talk you through essentially what what I did and, you know, the path that I, I've kind of chosen. So let's talk about water the flowers, not your weeds, and, and what does it mean? This is what I tell my my daughters. I'm like, close your eyes, and I want you to think of a beautiful garden. It's in your most favorite place. It has this beautiful white picket fence around it, and it has all your favorite flowers, all your favorite colors. It smells beautiful. It is, it's just one of the most stunning, fabulous places you can think of. And when you walk into the garden, you take a few steps in, you take a big sniff, it's lovely. And then you kind of start to look a little closer and there are inevitably some weeds. There's just, gardening is tough. (laughs) And there are weeds. And instead of, you know, that first look that you had, which was, oh, it's just stunning and beautiful and happy and vibrant and bright, you start to focus on the weeds. Like, oh, look at that. Look at that. And so when you go in there, your garden, paying more attention to your flowers, watering your flowers, tending to them, loving on them versus just really honing in on the weeds. And it's you got to be the gardener of the things that make you bright and make you feel good and make you feel happy and not the things that give you the, ugh, man, that is not, that's not my beautiful flower. And so I kind of tell them this and I'm like, the, the flowers are your true friends. They are your confidants, your bestie, your sister. And the weeds are the people that maybe they are sworn enemy or maybe they're someone who you think is your friend, but in reality, they don't, they make you feel less than, or they make you feel bad about yourself, or they make you question yourself. Sometimes the weeds, just like in any garden, sometimes the weeds can be distract, you know, look like a flower. You're like, is it a weed? Is it a flower? And those are the, those are the ones that are not your friends. So let's use the word frenemy, I guess. And so you really have to do pay attention on what is what on some of them. And some are just glaringly obvious that it's a weed and you're like, steer clear. So how do we get rid of these weeds? I, I really, I'll be honest, I didn't dive into this as much in my life until like the COVID times. I feel like prior to that, I killed myself to be at every, everything for everyone, you know, oh, there's a wine club here. There's a dinner here. There's a girl's night here. And I would, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to be at all of them. 
A, so I don't, don't disappoint people, or B, like, what if they don't invite me again? You know, you just want to be liked and want to be in the mix and want to be at all the things. And I guess twofold. It kind of changed during twins and COVID. Two different, like, I guess, shifts in my life. The first shift was the twins. And when I had three little ones, including these two babies, I, I just physically didn't have the time that I used to have. You know, it's, it's I shouldn't say easy. It's easier to pop one kid on your hip and and, and go on your way. And it's a lot different when you have two babies on your hip and a three-year-old, like, who doesn't, you know, just in la-la land. And so that really shifted for me the first phase of, like, paying attention to my time and energy and how I could, how I could use it. I just couldn't be at all the things and needed to prioritize where I was going to spend my time. And then the second shift really happened during COVID because I feel like you kind of saw people's true colors a little more and, you know, happiness was harder to find. And you just, I I feel like, at least for me, I I reevaluated everything in my life at that point. I really did. And so that was just, it was just one of those things. And I do feel like age has a role to play in this because, as you grow older, you get more comfortable in your own skin. You know, you give less shits. You feel like you know who you are. And there's no magic formula to that. I mean, I think everybody has their own time frame that they fall into for that. But obviously, as I've gotten older too, you really, you not, not care less about people. You just, you you stand on your own two feet and you really know who you are. So, this other piece of the puzzle that I kind of alluded to was the minutes in our day. So time is sacred. I've, I've done an entire podcast on it, you know, be the boss of your own energy. We have 1,440 minutes in the day. It really is. It's, it's really sacred time because we don't just because we have all those minutes doesn't mean they're free. And so we need to figure out for our own happiness and our own sanity how we use those minutes and who we spend our time with. I have I have really valued over the last few years who I spend my time with the most. Who makes me laugh and what dinners did I like mm, kind of dreaded going to but went anyways and started saying no more because Maybe it is a fun dinner for some people, but maybe for me, I'm like, "Mm, no, it's not that great. And I really need, I just need to say no. So how do you open up these conversations to get rid of, to get rid of your weeds? I feel like I've done it two different ways. And number one, I think is obvious, is the obvious. I am an open communicator. I'd like to have, you know, hit things head on and I don't, it's not that I'm confrontational at all. I just am, I'm okay to be like, hey, let's talk about it. I feel like text messaging and email have kind of ruined that for a lot of people because it's so much easier to just send a text. It's so much easier to send an email. And it made, there was a, a really good example the other day that I was like, oh, that's, it just, it made me think of this when I was kind of putting this together. Everything can be misconstrued in that black and white, the words in a text or an email. 
it's hard to convey emotion. It's hard to convey tone. You, you know, you can throw the emojis in there, but sometimes it doesn't matter. And I was at the baseball field and these kids ran out in front of this car. I was going to my car and these, these boys ran out in front of this car and thank God they were paying attention. And I like, I was like, you know, threw my hands up like, oh my gosh. And I was like, boys, you know, I was using my hands. I mean, I use my hands. Boys, like you need to be careful. And then I kind of like shook my head like, oh my gosh, looking at the people like I'm so, they weren't my kids, but I'm like, good for you. Well, then the lady drove by and she gave me this like terrible <laughs> look. And I was like, oh, without the, t- without the words that I said, just my hand movements, she couldn't really tell. I think she thought that I was reprimanding her. In reality, I was telling the boys, like, oh, my gosh, like, you can't, literally, they just darted right out. And I think that goes the same with conversations and just the texts. Sometimes the open conversation is the way to go. I remember I sat down with a friend. This was years and years ago. I was like, what, you know, what's the deal? Like, I feel like, you know, we were besties and things are shift. Like, I don't, you know, like what's going on? I, nothing's changed on my end. And, you know, the first time, oh no, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then she invited me to dinner and we went to dinner and she's like, I, you know, when we started out as friends, you, you had a job, I had a job. They were both, you know, just normal jobs. And then we had kids and She's like, I just feel like I've gone backwards and you have done all these things and it's like hard to, you know, I feel, it makes me feel less than or that I don't, like, how come I didn't do a bunch of things? And we had this whole conversation. Obviously, it didn't have to do with me. That was her own internal stuff that she was dealing with. I like, you know, in certain, it's not like I want to go talk about work when I go to social settings or all the things, oh, da, 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 you know. I like to talk about other things. And that open conversation, it it didn't necessarily yield anything, but I think sometimes friendships or your flowers that were your flowers and are maybe shifting in the seasons uh, deserve a conversation, but it might not necessarily take you where you want it to be. Now, after that conversation, it just kind of, I was kind of like, oh, man, this is so crazy. And when COVID hit and everybody couldn't hang out with anybody anyways, it did definitely, you could kind of, that wasn't easy. I shouldn't say easy. It was a it was a way people could kind of gravitate and move away from other people. And that's just kind of what happened with, with that friendship. I think the second option is just slowly backing away. Because it is true. Seasons of life change things. When I had... All the baby, everybody was super young. Like our supper club, we were like, hey, we cannot, we just cannot do dinner before 7.45 or 7.30 at the, at the earliest because we really need to get some of these kids down so we can only hire one babysitter and not two. <laughs> and obviously their kids were not, you know, they only had two or they were in a different stage and they probably wanted to have dinner earlier, <laughs> but they were like, yeah, okay, we totally get it. And that was our season of life. And so, but sometimes the season of life shifts and changes relationships and it doesn't necessarily go back to where it was or they're not as accommodating. We had, you know, many friends and family that were like, oh, wow, 
you know, Trestle Party Six, that is a lot. And it changed some of our relationships f- forever, you know, permanently. I think the slowly backing away, you blame, you know, you can kind of blame on seasons of life. My kids have cheer, or we have a baseball game, or we have this, and we have this. And you just kind of start to do less and less and less until, you know, maybe not at all. And that's, that's okay because you start to see how your children's friendships kind of push you in different directions because, oh, well, if we, if we all go out of town for the weekend, so-and-so can play with so-and-so and so-and-so can play with so-and-so and then everybody has a good time. And so it definitely does where you are in life shifts which direction and friendships go. And it doesn't have to be, oh, it doesn't have to be a like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be nice to them because I don't know about y'all, but Columbia where we live is, it's a, you know, it's a small town. You see people at the grocery store, you see them at the football game, you know, you see them at the the lunch at school and all the things like it's, you it's not like you're not going to see them. But I still, I have learned, it, it took me, I think some aging again, it took me some, oh, I am going to treat everyone the same, like lovely and kind to their, you know, to their face. And, and then that doesn't mean we have to spend any time together outside of that. And it gets easier as time. There is a time element to this. I do, I do believe. I feel like there are two, two types of weeds too, by the way. There are the weeds, like I said, that are total assholes and they are very, it's just blaringly obvious in your garden. And I have learned over the years that maybe cut those, those quicker. (laughs) I have had, you know, I just have so many different, you know, work relationships and people in my life. And sometimes you're like, Oh, well it is, we're going to see them or I, you know, this, they've been in my life for so long, but man, once I have cut them out, I was like, I didn't realize how awful it was, how terrible they were to me, how how they made me feel. And I wish I would have cut that weed out a lot sooner. So that's one type of weed. The second one, I feel like it's kind of that mean girl friend of me, like you you kind of feel, you know, kind of that pit in your stomach where you're like, oh, well, that kind of hurt my feelings, but you're not sure if it should. Like, huh. They make you feel a little anxious, a little worried. You know, they kind of put you down in little ways. They don't cheer you on. I think that's another big thing. They don't, they don't celebrate you when things are like obviously meant to be celebrated. You did something great at work or, you know, just things that are big in your life, if they don't cheer you on and they don't love you in a way that's they're happy for you versus jealous for themselves, they are not, they're not a flower. That is a weed. It might look like a flower from afar, but it's a weed. And those are the two different ways. I think slowly back away or open conversation that you can handle either of those or the third way is just cold turkey, like we're done. Because sometimes there are situations that, that weren't that. I think another thing, when you look at your relationships in your life, 
see what 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 they bring to the table. Like, do you go out, you know, just as girlfriends? Do you go out as couples? Do you do stuff as families? As my life has shifted and I have less and less of that time that I can just do whatever, I did realize that when we were younger, we did a lot of things with couples that, you know, girls are normally the primary planners, let's be real. And so I was planning things with couples and it was not necessarily the the men that Neil wanted to be with. They were just like, it was like, oh, we're all, you know, the girls do this and then everybody's together. And it kind of created some tension between us. And I thought I could go to, you know, you can go two ways. You can go, oh, well, we'll just have a lot of girls nights or we can shift and really focus on the couples that we both enjoy together. And because my time is precious, I really have, I really have jumped into that wholeheartedly because I get it. You know, there are some couples in your life you're like, oh, great. We're going, you know, that's your best friend. The wife is, or, you know, oh, that's your best friend and the husband's, you know, and we really, I really have dove into the relationships that we both love. We both value. We both find fun because same thing. Neil has very limited time too. And I want us to go out when we're with friends and, and both have a great time. So you will, (laughs) let's just back up one second on that. You will on those, those, those bad weeds. I feel like sometimes you don't know it in the time, or sometimes you put all your whole, your heart and your soul and your love into a friendship or with these, you know, couple friends or girlfriends. And, and sometimes you get burned and so I think sometimes you you tend to these flowers and they grow beautifully and your garden is great. And sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that flower just gave me poison ivy <laughs> or or gave me a rash. It's I think it's part of it. You will get burned as well. I think it's it's not all rainbows and sunshine to think that if you tend to this beautiful garden that everything's gonna be happy go lucky and fabulous. I think you have to put, and I've had a lot of internal conversation with myself and with Neil. Sometimes you'll get burned and it's part of life. If we don't open our heart to these relationships to really fully, you know, give ourselves to our friendships, then we won't get that full relationship in return. You know, if you keep your circle small with this beautiful group of flowers in your garden, then you really have to to give your whole heart to that. And it has happened to me several times. You know, I have I have a lot of people on my t- women on my teams, and I pour into those relationships and those women in a really big way. I love them with my whole heart. And, you know, I, I do spend a lot of time doing, you know, a wine night or a dinner out or, or weekends away. I mean, we do, I do a lot with my team to have, to cultivate these connections and these relationships and, you know, and sometimes they'll lie to your face and screw you over after they've been with you for years and it hurts, but it is part of that. I feel like part of that, 
life cycle of this garden. It's You can pour into it. Sometimes you get burned or you pour into it. And for the most part, you walk into that that place and it's just everything you want it to be. But I think it's, I would be remiss if I didn't say that sometimes bad stuff happens and sometimes people suck. And and it, it's, it's part of it. I think I would, you know, at one time I was like, forget it. I'm just not going to give, give, give. I'm just, I'm done. And one of the girls on my team said, but that's not who you are. Like you, you are, you love to be a part of this team as well. And you love these relationships. And sometimes it, people suck. And that is part of it. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I just have to stay, stay true to my North star and realize that sometimes the flowers are not really flowers. <laughs> Life is short. Life is short. It doesn't mean we have to be mean or impolite or, you know, nasty to our weeds. We're in, you're in this small town setting or wherever you are, you see these people that might've been your flower and maybe they're your weed now. And I think it's fine to go all these different routes, head on conversation, you know, seasons of life kind of slowly backing up or just a straight cut off and, and move on. It's okay to be protective of our gardens. It's okay to be protective of our time, of our energy, or our love for ourselves and how we feel inside. Because nobody can, can gauge that except us. And I want us all to wake up each day and feel like we have chosen the right mix of flowers in our space. It's, again, they should make us feel beautiful and alive and vibrant and happy to get the most out of our days. It really is. And so I hope, I I really do hope today that you leave here and kind of just reevaluate your garden and who's in there. And what do they bring to your life and what do you bring to theirs? And is that that a symbiotic, beautiful, uplifting, positive relationship? Or is it something that needs to maybe be moved on? And know that we got to be able to stand on our own two feet and know who we are and love who we are to be able to make that happen. So reevaluate your garden. And I would love to hear from you on it and how it's going and if you have any questions. And thanks, as always, for spending time with me. And remember that you are beautiful, you are strong, and you are enough. And I'll see you next time.